Welcome to the CGOB Sports Show podcast. On this episode, we preview Wednesday's Winnipeg Sea Bears game with Chad Poshmus of the Sea Bears. We'll also talk to Julio Caravada, longtime Lions radio analyst, to get you set for the Bombers and the Lions Thursday night. It's all coming up on the podcast. Winnipeg Sea Bears return home tomorrow night to face the Vancouver Bandits for the third time this season. Seabears 5 and 3 with two wins against the Bandits. Vancouver has won 3 in a row to sit at 4 and 4. Tell preview the action. I caught up with big man Chad Posthumus. Well, he was tied up in construction traffic earlier today. The 32-year-old from River East Collegiate averaging 8.1 points and 7.6 rebounds per game this season with his home club and our conversation began with me asking about the fact that by the end of this week, the regular season's going to be half over. It always flies by, but it's uh, it's been great so far. Um, I know we've only had a few home games, but the crowd here in Winnipeg at Canada Life has been uh, as good as you can get around the league. So we're I'm really happy with that. I know the team is too. It's been it's been a great experience here in Winnipeg so far. Let's go back to that first home game. You got the game winning bucket uh, in target time as a big lead disappeared, but you still got it done. What did it feel like for you to score that bucket? Um, yeah, it was it was obviously really exciting. That's a lot being the first first win, first bucket, first uh, everything for the team here. So that was uh, that was awesome. Um, I know it's uh, it's it's cliche. It's like the hometown guy, this that, but it was uh, couldn't have wrote it up better for everybody in the in the stands, all my friends, family, and everyone. So it was, it was a really special moment. What have you overall thought of the kind of peaks and valleys of the season so far? Where you start four and one, you come home, you get blown off the court by Edmonton, you bounce back against the defending champs, and then you go to Calgary and and lose a tough one on the weekend. Five and three now through eight games. What have you felt like the journey's been like for your team? Um, it's been really good. We just have to stay consistent, um, and we got to remember that every team in this league on any given night, as we've seen so far around the league, can beat anyone, and not just beat anyone, can beat anyone by 15 or 20, as we, uh, as we saw firsthand, and we've also done firsthand to people as well, right? Um, it's a very talented league with, uh, with a lot of really good players from from really good leagues around the world, right? You got NBA guys, you got all these guys everywhere jumping in um, and out with summer league, Euro league ending, starting, et cetera, et cetera. So there's a, there's a ton of talent parity around, and you got to be ready on every night. You can't take anyone for granted. In terms of talent on your own team, Teddy Allen right now, second in the league in scoring with 26.8 points per game. What did you know about Teddy before becoming his teammate? Um, being one of the, the first guys, I guess you could say, signed here um, on the team, um, I've been in contact and chatting with uh, Coach Mike uh, since day one, right, on who he was bringing in, what, what the guys were looking like, and, and I knew Teddy was a scorer from, uh, from day one. I mean, his name's Teddy Buckets, right? you gotta, you got to be a scorer when, uh, when you have a nickname like that, right? So, so I expected big things from him, and he's living – lived right up to expectations and beyond with uh, with just what he's been doing for us on the court as of the last four or five games, right? Have, have you ever played with anyone that has his kind of unbridled confidence shooting from anywhere on the court? Uh, not. I've practiced with, uh, with a lot of NBA guys playing with uh, the Chicago Bulls and, uh, and Oklahoma City, but, but I was, unfortunately I never got to play in any games with uh, with with those teams, just a few of the Bulls. Um, so I've seen some talented scores, but being on the court playing with the, 
a talented scorer like that, it's a whole different it's a whole different ball game, right? You're you're just you're there doing your job, and then it looks like a tough play is coming up, and then bam, three pointer, bam, at the hoop layup, bam, three pointer. I know the one game we were in, a close game for us. I think it was the, one of the Brampton games, and then he just read they're the most recent one. And then he rattled off three three pointers in a row, and all of a sudden we're up twenty in a matter of seconds, right? Um, so, so having a guy like that that can do that kind of damage on the court is uh, is really really special, right? And it's exciting. It makes our job a whole lot easier when uh, when he's taking all that attention. Well, yeah, nine threes in that game against Brampton last week to tie a league record for most threes in a game. Uh, for you personally, getting more involved in the offense, it looks like the last couple of games. You're playing more than 20 minutes a game. You attempted 14 shots against Calgary. You had a double-double. Was there a targeted effort to get you more involved in the offense? How did this come to be the last couple of games? I think it was uh, it was a bit of that. And um, in training camp, I had a, had a couple nagging injuries that I went through that kind of took me out of a few practices, got me out of some of uh, what the, the guys were doing working together, right? So kind of, kind of took, was a was a week or two behind in terms of just getting everything into the flow and and getting my shots and the actions that we're trying to get, rather than just throw me the ball and force them up and say, hey, here's the ball, ten times, good luck, right? Um, so it was it was it was a bit of that, and then as well a bit of uh, just game plan with Teddy scoring all these points and EJ scoring all these points. They're starting to key in on them, so. We're starting to look at our second options, right? And then getting me involved is uh, is one of those. Yeah, how important is it to, to have a secondary option? I know Teddy went off against Brampton, but that was also a game where he had a lot of bench and uh, not just bench help, but secondary scoring beyond EJ and Teddy. Getting those secondary contributions, is that vital to winning basketball games in this league? A hundred percent, right? We're Like I was mentioning earlier, with the talent level in this league, um, Everybody's got can defend. Everybody is a is a good player. So if if we're if they're keying in on a couple guys and your other guys aren't scoring, you're not going to win too many games. And and I like the fact that we're we're very deep. Um, our team we have five or six guys that you put the ball into them one on one. They're going to go and get you a bucket. So um, it's going to be it's going to be very important for us playing together, especially getting down to towards the end of the season and. Uh, and right into the playoffs there because it's it's three games right quarterfinal semifinal final and you you can have a bad night you can you're done right um, so as you mentioned earlier it's a quick season in and out and uh, you got to be ready for everything everybody's got to be on the same page. One thing I noticed early in the season was the team struggled in target score time. You you pulled out wins in games where you had big leads. The Vancouver game in the in the opener the wins over yeah. Scarborough and at Vancouver, big leads in all of them. All of them, they pretty much disappear. All of them, you get wins in the end. Not so much recently that you've taken care of business uh, in the games you were up and then the games you were down, you weren't able to come back. But what lessons were taken from those early games where it's it's slipping away, but you did get, end up getting the W in the end? I mean, I, I'd like to say we were just making it exciting for the crowd and for the fans, but... Uh... <laughs> We we definitely had some early on struggles there, but we we kind of focused in on some some plays that we're going to execute, some actions that we're going to do um, specifically during the target score time in order to get some quick points, get to the rim, get some foul shots, um, and then and then go from there. Right? I think if 
two two or three of our games have ended at, at the free throw line, and that's that's what you got to do in, in the target score in the end is get good shots, not so much volume, but take your time, especially if you have a lead, right? Take your time. Don't let the other team force you or dictate what you uh, what they want you to take. You got to do your actions and get to the rim. Now, Vancouver's your opponent tomorrow night for the third time already this season. You play them actually four by the time the season's done more than anybody uh, in your 20-game schedule. 20 doesn't divide by nine, so I understand you're going to play some teams more than others. But the fact that you've already played them twice, what does that mean for the matchup? Does it help you? Does it hurt you? Um, I think with just, I know they've already added a couple guys. I think one guy go off to NBA Summer League or some workouts there, another injury. Um, so they they have a, a little bit of a different roster composition from the first couple times we played them. So um, you got to be ready for whoever's in. You can't take anything for granted. And and again, we've seen them get blown out by twenty, and then we've seen them beat teams by twenty as well. So got to be prepared, got to be locked in, and, uh, and kind of ready for what they're bringing. And then play our game our way, and don't let them dictate anything else, and go from there. How important is rebounding tomorrow from your point of view as the big man? Uh, it's, it's, I mean, rebounding is important every night, right? You get, especially on the defensive end, they're, they're getting less opportunities. And on the offensive end, we're getting more opportunities. That's, uh, that's the difference in a lot of these games. It comes down to a couple points, right? And one rebound can take that either way. So we've been focusing on that uh, the last few games. I know we struggled a bit during, in, uh, in the Calgary game, but the last couple of days in practice, we've been uh, keying in on those rebounding uh, just facets of our game with uh, not just the big guys, but everybody one through five. So definitely uh, something we're going to be uh, working on in the future all the way towards the end of the season. And they have two big guys in Bishanishvili and Nick Ward, who are both high up there in rebounds, field goal percentage, even points per game. Uh, they're both in the top 10. Yeah. How much of their play is your responsibility tomorrow? Uh, it's going to be a lot. We're going we're gonna to throw some, throw some things at them because they got two uh, really talented big guys, as you just mentioned. So we'll throw some stuff at them, see what we can do, hopefully get them into some early foul trouble, and then uh, kind of take it as it is, right? You've got you to gotta key on, in on those guys, but at the same time can't uh, go – go away too much from what we uh, are going game plan and what we want to do. I got you out of here on this. Simon Hildebrandt came into this team, this experience as a 20 year old, just played his first year of university basketball, a contributor on this team. What have you thought of his play so far this season? He's been great. He just, he's going to keep continue building his confidence and uh, slowly, slowly, but, uh, but surely getting there with, uh, with the grown men, right? At the same point in time, you just mentioned he's 20 years old, and what he's what he's already doing for us as a 20 year old youth sports uh, player is uh, is phenomenal. So we're just going to keep working with him, putting the putting a little, getting a little weight on him, working in the, in the post a bit, just adding aspects to his game. And he's going to be a really special kid uh, in the next five, ten, fifteen years for the Winnipeg team here, right? So been been great playing with him so far, and can only uh, only ask for more of what he's doing right now. Well, Chad, appreciate your time tonight. Thanks for this, and we'll see you at the game tomorrow night. Much appreciated. We'll see you tomorrow. Thank you. Chad Posthumus, forward for the Winnipeg Sea Bears. Tomorrow night's game starts at 7. They're also hosting Saskatchewan Friday at 7 o'clock. 
We are less than 48 hours away from kickoff. The Bombers and the Lions, a rematch of last year's West Final at IG Field. And the man who will be calling it uh, on BC Lions Radio, Julio Caravada, longtime Lions Radio analyst, joins us. Julio, how excited are you to come to Winnipeg? <laughs> is it, it going to be 33 when I get there? It will not be. No, it'll be more temperate. Okay, good, because it's, it's about uh, 15 here. Oh, I'm boy. wearing track pants and a hoodie, so um, a little bit different uh, in the weather. But, yeah, so I always look forward, uh, always look forward to coming to Winnipeg. Uh, obviously, uh, you know, the Winnipeg Blue Bombers have been the gold standard in the, in the league the last few years, and uh, it's always a great, uh, great game, and uh, it can be a great test for the BC Lions. 2-0 and versus 2-0. and They met early last season as well when the Lions were the talk of the league and mm-hmm. Nathan Rourke was taking the league by storm. It was in BC and, and Winnipeg won that game. How different does this team feel this year with Vernon Adams Jr. at the helm instead of Nathan Rourke? Well, I mean, obviously there's a difference. And I think last year, you know, I think the way Nathan started and, you know, how they were doing it, I think really kind of caught everybody by surprise a little bit. I, I don't, you know, I mean, I think the lions are, they're, they're building off of what they had last year. They were a good team last year. And, uh, you know, a lot of the same people are back. Uh, they've made a, you know, a few, uh, additions, but for the most part, uh, they're, they're pretty, they're the same team. And so, um, I don't think they're going to catch anybody off guard. I don't think it, you know, they're the talk of the, the league, like the, the lions were last year. I think, um, last year was, it was, uh, you know, the way that game kind of the buildup on it was fantastic, uh, you know, as a fan, uh, but when the way Winnipeg came in here and just, you know, kicked the crap out of them was, you know, just, a, it was just like, uh, Hey, listen, we're still the big, we're still the big dogs in this league and you still got a ways to go. So they put them in their place. But anyways, um, I, I, I do think that there's a difference in, in the team. I think the, you know, everybody, I think, expected the Lions to be where they were, kind of. And, and I think everybody expected the Blue Bombers to be where they are still. And, uh, you know, for every single team in the league, uh, when you play the Bombers, you know, you, you're playing against the best. And so um, I've said this for the last few years. If you want to you be the best, you got to beat the best. And I'm sure that's what everyone says when they, when they play the Blue Bombers. So the Lions this year, a 25-15 win in Week 1 in Calgary, and then a 22 nothing win over the Edmonton Elks last week, even though the Elks objectively stink, to pitch a shutout in the CFL mm-hmm. is still a pretty impressive achievement, is it not? Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. You know, you you always have to, you know, I'm a big believer that when teams lose football games, they always, you know, they always say about what they did wrong. Well, I think you more have to tip the hat to the team that did things right, and especially for the Lions defense, you know, they, they played really well, you know, and they, they had uh, Taylor Cornelius guessing a little bit and, and they got into his, they got into him a little bit early and he was kind of second guessing himself when he was throwing the football and um, you have to give them credit, but you know, I, I won't lie in all my years, it, it doesn't happen very often. It's very difficult to do is to pitch a shutout in this league. And so uh, for them to be able to do that uh, at this level is something that you, you know, you should be proud of. Um, but they know that they're going to be in for a completely different test this week. And um, it's a short week for them. But, uh, it, you know, again, it's going to be a great measuring stick for them uh, as far as where they are in the league uh, and how they measure up against the best team. No Dominic Rhymes. How much does that hurt? Yeah, it hurts. There's no question. Um, it hurts. And no Keon Hatcher. There's two, two of their big, big, uh, big guns, I think, that are not going to play. They're going to get Lucky Whitehead back, which is going to be great. But, 
you know, I, I don't have to tell you guys, and, and it's the one thing about this league that I've learned over the years is you need to be deep. You need to have depth. You know, a lot of, there's a lot of teams with good players, but you're going to have injuries over the course of the year. And if you do have them, you need the people that you have recruited and have scouted and have had on your practice roster step up and make plays. And it's next man up mentality. And so for the Lions, for the Lions, you know, a, a kid like Aiden Eberhardt, who you know really impressed a lot of people in training camp, uh, the kid out of University of Wyoming, he gets his second start. And um, you know, these other guys are going to have to take on bigger roles. That's just the way. That's just the way it is. No one's going to feel sorry for you. Uh, if you lose any of your star players and um, you know, the lions are no different. They're going to need to, their, their guys are going to need to step up and play big against a, again, a very, very good football team. And um, you know, it, I'm excited to see how some of these guys answer the bell. That's, that's what you, you hope that they get these kinds of opportunities to, to show you what they have. And, and there's going to be no better opportunity than this. So let's get, start with the offense, 47 points through two games, a lot of field goals. So far this mm-hmm. year, I mean, we both know that they got to score touchdowns against the yeah, Blue Bombers, yeah. and so is this offense potent enough to do it? Well, you know, I think too. Like you're, you're right, and there's no question about that. That's one of the things. You know, you have, you have six field goal attempts. You know, you're obviously you know you're doing some things right, but you also got to be able to finish drives, and that is something that that they need to work on. Right, the red zone, uh, they were one for four in the red zone, and. Um, that's something they need to improve on. And again, like you say, when you play against good football teams, against great football teams, you're going to, you're not, you know, you don't get those opportunities very often and you need to take advantage of them. And so you're absolutely right. That is something that they need to work on. But here's the, you know, I always say this as well is you'd rather be two and zero working on those things rather than and two. And so that is an area of concern. And I know that they spent quite a bit of time, working on their red zone offense and we'll see if uh you know against the against the blue bombers they're going to be able to have some success but that's that is such a well-coached disciplined team like he you know i just have so much respect for for kyle walters and 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 michael shea and the organization that they've built there and the team that they've put out there it's just it's a lot of fun as a football fan um to watch because they don't beat themselves uh they they don't they make very few mistakes uh, they play good, sound football in all three areas, and in order to beat them, you gotta you you have to play up to that level uh, because they're not going to beat themselves very often. So, again, it's uh, it's going to be a really really good test uh, for the for the BC Lions. What was the atmosphere like at the home opener on Saturday? Oh, it was awesome! It was so cool. Um, you know, I got a I got a phone call. I got a phone call from uh, from a buddy of mine or from my friend who was down at the stadium who said to me, hey, listen, um, you're going to need to take the, the SkyTrain down because you're not going to be able to drive down here. It's crazy. You're gonna, it's going to take you two hours. And so I ended up taking the SkyTrain down to the stadium, and it was such a great feel because, you know, all the, you know, all the jerseys and, uh, you know, people wearing BC Lions colors, and uh, there was 33,000 people. LL Cool J put on a great show. It was a great atmosphere outside because it had live bands outside. And, you know, Amar Dolman's really done a great job of, of you know, putting his money where his mouth is, right? He, he's, he's trying to get younger people in the stands. He's trying to get these kids in, in BC Lions merchandise, and he's making it affordable. And, um, that, that you know, we, we, for the last couple of years, it's been tremendous. And, you know, when you do all those things, you, what you need – more than anything is you need to be able to 
you need to be able to put a good product on the field to match all that, right? Like you can't, you create all this excitement and then people get down there and ultimately, yeah, they have a great time and yeah, this band is really good and all that stuff. But we, we came to watch 60 minutes of football. And so your hope is, is that they can, they can put on a good show and they've done that, right? They went to Calgary, played, uh, you know, a, a Western opponent, win on the road and then come home and open up against Edmonton and be able to win again is uh is is big for them so you combine all those things it, it creates a buzz it creates an atmosphere and and uh you need to capitalize on that so hopefully they're going to be able to continue this and and we'll see crowds like that uh, each and every home game i'll get you out of here on this looking ahead again to thursday's game is winning the most important thing for you in week three or are you just looking to see just how close they can get against yeah. winnipeg in week three yeah, yeah I, I think that's fair um, you know, I, 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 that's exactly the way I would look at it. I would say, you know, at this early in the season, um, you want to be competitive, right. And you want, again, it's that test of, of, uh, being, uh, going against the best and, you know, they're going to give you an idea of, of where you're weak and, you know, where you, you know, you say you've built on your strengths and what you're, you're good at and what you're not good at. And so it gives you a bit of a, uh, you know, a, a blueprint on what you need to do and what you need to continue to do to try to beat the best team, uh, plain and simple. So at this stage of the season, I think it's great that you play, um, but you make a great point that, that you know, you don't want to go there and, and lose 35 to 10, right? And because that's going to set you back. You want, you want to, you want to see a good game. You, you know, I think they would be um, not, not they would be they They're coming to win for a fan like myself. You know, if, if it's, you know, 28, 25 or whatever close. That's to me, I'm going to say, wow, you know, the, they've, the, they, they're, they're building on what they have here. They're, they're getting closer. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I think for me personally, but I, you mean, obviously for them, they're going to, they're going to say they're coming there to win. They're not coming there to, 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 you know, just to show up. Oh, of course that they're never going to say that, but we can say that. That's, yeah, we, that's, that's our job. Exactly. We can say that. That's our job. We're yeah. supposed to do that. <laughs> well, Julio, appreciate your time tonight. Thanks for this as always. And uh, safe travels to Winnipeg. We'll see you Thursday. Thanks. I appreciate that very much. Thanks for having me on. Julio Caravada, longtime BC Lions radio analyst. Thursday's game, 5.30 p.m. Pre-game show begins, 7.30 kickoff on CJOB. Well, thank you very much for listening to the CJOB Sports Show podcast. If you like what you heard, guess what? You can hear more every weeknight on CJOB from 6.30 to 9 p.m. Thanks again for tuning in. Subscribe if you'd like. We're available on iTunes and other places I'd imagine. So farewell until we meet again. Come on and thanks for all the fish. So sad that it should come to this. We try to warn you all, but